Hello team, welcome to this episode of One More Rep. This is episode 12 and we're in a complete new setup here. I'm in my office working from home in London, which is really exciting. Um, and I actually have a new microphone, which is cool. I have no idea how sensitive it is. This is a bit of a trial. Um, so if it's coming through really loud, apologies, but um, I'm notoriously really rubbish with technology, so I've literally just plugged it in and I'm hoping for the best. Um, today I'm going to be talking about how to stay consistent and just some general happenings, really. Um, a lot has happened in the last week or so. I've had <clears throat> a lot of consultations, a lot of check-ins, a lot of information from prospective clients and current clients that will probably end up being shared with you. I've been itching to make this episode actually. I ha I wasn't clear on the exact topic that I was going to talk about but I knew there were a lot of things to talk about and a lot of things I wanted to share and I'm just glad to be doing it really and glad to be helping you guys. So consistency. We all know that consistency is important because it's what delivers long-term results. Like nobody loses the f excess fat around the, my chair is squeaky, that's what that is in the background, apologies, I'm gonna try and not move. <laughs> uh, nobody loses excess fat from around their torso and builds, uh, you know, a, a warrior body by doing things when they when they want to. It doesn't work like that. If you if you take an average approach and take a and take that approach, you're gonna get average results. Great results come from doing it when you want to get on with it, and when you and even when you don't want to, you still get it done. And within that is a consistent approach. So it's not like you do it on a good week and then the next week works heavy and. You just don't feel like it's so like, ah, oh, sack the gym off and, you know, just get a take out and cut by meal prepping. If you take that approach, then it's not going to deliver the results you want and you're going to get frustrated with yourself. So how do we actually stay consistent? For someone, let's say if you're one of those people where you can be on plan one week and off the next. And when I say on plan, what I mean is... Maybe you're going to the gym three times a week, you're meal prepping all your lunches, breakfast you're having every morning, you're getting up having an extra half hour to get your breakfast in, dinner you're preparing fresh, maybe you've got some sort of Hello Fresh or what is it, Gouch? Not Goucher, that's a restaurant in Manchester I used to visit. Um, begins with G. Anyway, maybe you've got one of those to help you prepare dinner fresh. And you can do this for a week, but then the next week comes and you don't make it to the gym, you don't have lunch prepared, you go to the local co-op, you get your meal meal deal, it's unsatisfying, it's expensive, and yeah, just pretty poo, to be honest. And you, you miss breakfast because you got up late, and then dinner, might be a takeout, something left over in the fridge, this is you not on plan. How do we avoid that? What I suggest is, okay, instead of going to the gym three times a week, can we make it once? Instead of going to the gym once a week, 
can we do an activity that you actually enjoy? It doesn't have to be the gym to get fit. You don't have to go to the gym to get fit. We advise that you do weight training and resistance training to load onto the bones, to grow muscle. This is obviously gonna help with functionality throughout your life and especially later on in life. But do you need the gym to be fit and to be healthy? No. You could just do an activity and I'm kind of putting myself out of a job here, like, you don't need the gym. Um, but yeah, we, we recommend you do, but you can still get fit in other ways. You just need to find an activity that you resonate with and that you like to do. It could be climbing, it could be swimming, it could be dancing. I know plenty of people who have awful step count and awful, you know, low levels of activity because they work at a desk, but they save it by going to something like a dance class. So three days out of the week, two days out of the week, they've got a great step count, it's really high. On the other days, it's moderate and it averages out to be pretty good. Find an activity that you resonate with and don't overcommit to it, maybe just once a week. If it's something like your diet plan and your meal plan that you feel like you're yo-yoing between, maybe bring down the expectations with that too. So instead of trying to change everything at once, can you adhere to a meal plan? It might not even be in a calorie deficit, right? For example, let's say, <coughs> excuse me, in order to lose weight, I put you on a 2,200 calorie uh, meal plan. And you say, this is quite a lot of calories. I would have expected it to be lower to lose weight. But within that 2,200 calories, 80, 90% of it is coming from whole foods. You've been used to having Greg's on the way home from work because you're starving, you've not had lunch. You're used to having Domino's pizza at dinner because you've not got food in. Why would I jump straight to giving you a meal plan that's an aggressive calorie deficit and all whole foods and meal and meals planned when you're coming from those habits? The first thing to work on is adherence to a healthy nutrition plan doesn't necessarily need to be a calorie deficit, doesn't necessarily need to be a calorie surplus, but can you establish that as a habit? So if I'm attacking this from a point of view of weight loss, it might be that you just need to work at maintenance of 2,200 and let's get those healthy habits in place, let's get breakfast in place, let's get a lunch in place that we can stick to, not just for a week, but for, for months. I'm thinking six months a year. If you change something now, can you stick to it in six months? I say that all the time. There is no point taking out chocolate, taking out alcohol, if it's going to come back with full-blown intensity in February, if you take it out now. Just moderate it. Bring down the expectations. Bring down how high it is you have to jump. Just lower that barrier to entry. So this is what I would do. I would look at how much like you're expecting of yourself, look at what you've come from. And if that is worlds apart, you need to br bridge that gap. For someone who's already had a background of sport and, you know, a healthy diet, it's not so much of a leap for them to get to four or five sessions a week in the gym. But for someone who's not used to it, it's a huge leap. It's so big that it's just not realistic. So um, I would just reevaluate that. <clears throat> so just to 
kind of close that up. Set smaller goals, something you can achieve, something you can celebrate, celebrate as an achievement. Doesn't need to be 100% perfect, but if you can set some goals and, and smash them, that's going to feel great. Getting steps in, maybe gym once a week, adhering to some sort of nutritional intervention, <clears throat> some sort of goal, kind of have breakfast each day of this week that gets 30 grams of protein into each meal. Bam. Don't care about the other peripheral details, but just some small goals. <clears throat> so where are we up to? 10 minutes. I want to use the last 10 minutes to just talk about some happenings through the week. Um, things that have kind of come up with check-ins, consultations. I'm kind of free-flowing this um, just because there's been so much that's happened. I had a consultation this afternoon with a lovely, lovely guy who's actually come on board onto my team, which I'm really happy to have happened because we had such a great chat. And he reminded me of something. When I was training at the beginning, uh, you know, my gym sort of, my gym era, th three years ago, I didn't feel comfortable in the gym. And I felt safe. And we were talking about this. You feel safe, but you don't necessarily feel like you belong there. And I think especially as if, you're, if your body is in a category, a, a, a minority, if your body shape, your body type is in the category of a minority, and then also you're gay and LGBTQ, you it's very easy to feel quite different. So... For this client's example, he he's overweight. When I was training three years ago, I was really underweight. So we had have a lot of those worries and feelings in common. Uh, what I used to feel back then. And it's really nice when you find people with similar goals and similar attitudes to you. You feel when, when you're part of a community and you don't feel like you're on your own. And I was really lucky to have that in my gym because I was a coach there. And so I quickly built up my network of clients and I built up my network of people who I'd spoke to in the gym and interacted with in the gym. It was very hard to walk 10 metres and not see someone that I knew and be able to have a conversation with them. So I was very lucky in that regard. But if I hadn't have been a coach, I might have given up because of how out of my depth I felt. It's not something I really think about now because I've been on the gym floor as a job and 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 yeah, I I've moved I've moved past it and I'm so focused on my own goals it doesn't really matter what's going on in in the gym. As long as I've got equipment and I've got I've got my notepad and I've got my music, I'm I'm set. But I remember at the start it not being like that at all. I was very much in my own head thinking about what will other people be thinking, will they be looking at me, and yeah, so we said basically the solution, what can really help is just be a part of a community, and getting to know people who have been in your shoes, who are in your shoes, and working with them, it might be a friend, it might be a coach, but that can really help to kind of break down that barrier and get you over that that sort of hurdle 
because once then you got once you've got started you'll be able to do it on your own but getting started is really really difficult and um you know i completely acknowledge that and understand that but yeah find someone who can help you it might be a coach it might be someone like myself who can just get you started and i've taken plenty of um newbies on and got them into the gym life and got them to understand what to do and build the confidence and and so that that can that can really help uh, I had another consultation last night that I wanted to bring up and we got talking about his why uh, to understand his why a, a bit more so this this client uh, sorry this consultation the the person in the consultation said that they wanted a dream body but it's quite it's quite vague and I when we dove into why why do we want that why is that important to you all the all sorts of things come out and these are re really important to remember because these are going to be what drive what drive you to make a change so it's not just that you want a good body it's I want a good pod body because it's going to enable me to do X and it's going to make me feel Y. Okay, that's a layer deeper. Why? Why? How will that enable you to do X? Why will that make you feel like Y? So keep going. Keep getting to the root cause. Find what your driving force is and remind yourself. Remind yourself of that. So if it helps you to get back onto the dating scene, if it makes you feel more comfortable around your uh, friends, doing social events, does it help you feel better when you look in the mirror? You're not necessarily scared of looking at yourself in the mirror. You feel confident. You like what you see in the mirror. All of these things matter, and that's your why. It's not, you know, if I say, why do you want to come onto my program? It's not because you want a better body. It's, it's three layers deeper than that. And if you're struggling with motivation, you're struggling to get started, that is task number one. Write that shit down, figure out what is important to you. Other happenings. <laughs> so, I was at the gym last night, and in this new gym that I'm, I've, um, that I've, got membership to, I didn't have this luxury in Manchester, but in this new gym I've got access to, there's a sauna. And last night, I went into the sauna with socks on. I completely forgot I had socks, which was great. Um, I was many, the reason why I kept my socks on is because I couldn't find my flip-flops and I hate walking around barefoot. I don't know why, I just, it grosses me out, even if the floor is clean. I, no, I just, cause I just don't want to bring that shit home. I'm thinking whatever's on my feet, bare, and then I put it into my shoes, and I'm at home. It just, it does make me want to throw up a little bit. So yeah, I kept my socks on because I wanted to find them, and then I, I, I didn't find them, and I'd left them at home. And I was like, right, okay, I'll just go in. And then yeah, next thing I know, I stepped in and. I realised straight away, as soon as I stepped in, I was like, for fuck's sakes. Uh, so that was, that was great. Um, other, other happenings. 
and two other happenings, I have seen so much of London unintentionally because I just get lost on the tram. I've actually, I think I've nailed it down now. I think I've got, I've got it sorted. I know which tube lines I need to take and like the little nuances of stations when you have to go into a different entrance. But, oh my God, I have ended, I have seen pretty much like 90% of London just because I've got the wrong tube and missed my stop or, yeah. It is overwhelming when it's your first time here, but I think I've got it down now. And finally, I will be starting DJ lessons this weekend, which is pretty fun. I want to get into a new hobby that's not just the gym. <laughs> and... I mean, yeah, I spend a lot of time gymming, coaching, all that stuff, and I kind of want a hobby that's completely separate to it, that's a bit more creative, so uh, I am starting DJing, and here we are making it public knowledge so that I'm more accountable to actually doing it, because it's something that's been on my mind for the last few months, and uh, I'm taking my first lesson this weekend, which is cool, and... um, yeah, if anyone's got any tips, please feel free to share them and hit me up. <laughs> but I, I remember I used to be really creative as a kid, like art, art with art and drawing. Never so much music. I was never, never great at music. Like I could play hot cross buns on the recorder. I think that's pretty much, that was my, my ceiling. If you could even call it a ceiling. I don't think it's high enough to be called a ceiling, is it? <laughs> but artistically I loved drawing I loved dressing up I loved expressing myself and struggling to do that and I'm like how can I get back in touch with that so hopefully DJing is gonna be an expression of Adam and yeah I just want to do something different do something fun do something challenging learn a new skill and so uh, yeah I'll keep you updated on how that's going all right, we are pretty much at 20 minutes, which is how I like my podcast to be. I like them to be under 20 minutes. Keep it short and sweet. And any questions, my DMs were always open on Instagram. Follow me on thomasx, and you can always ask anything or, um, you know, anything that comes up that's rele- relevant to you from podcasts, anything more you want to hear about, please do send me a message. I'll see you next week for another episode. We're going to be talking about setting goals and setting clear intentions and why that's so important to really get anywhere. All right, next week. See you later. Bye.